WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Progressives, Moderates, Conservatives, Young, Old, Urban, Suburban, Rural, Gay, Straight, Transgender, White, Latino, Asian, Native American. I mean it, especially those moments, and especially those moments when this campaign was at its lowest ebb. The African-American community stood up again for me. You've always had my back. And that is the President-elect of the United States of America, Joe Biden. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Cameron Riddle. This is Open Lines. Ebony, how are you? It is uh, good to have you uh, here with us. And... um, An emotional day for a lot of people um, who are um, celebrating today and a lot of other people who are uh, upset uh, because things may not have necessarily uh, gone their way. Hey, Brandon, go ahead and put that whatever mic she's in. Put that in audition, too. I know she changed mics down there, and we'll be able to hear Ebony because I can hear it, but nobody else can. All right. Can you there hear me you now? Are. Yeah. There we Good go. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. There was celebration all over the world. Um, earlier this morning, I was watching on TV and saw the different headlines from around the world of people celebrating um, this new president that we're going to have. And people, you know, upset as well. Like you said, there was a small, there was a small gathering of uh, Trump supporters that were downtown uh-huh. protesting uh-huh. at the state house. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting time for sure. Uh, that said, the votes are in and it's over. Joe Biden. Kamala Harris, uh, the 46th president and 49th vice president of the United States of America. So this morning, let's just talk about it. Let's open up the phone lines. Uh, How are you feeling? Uh, What are your thoughts? This has been a long campaign week. It's been an unprecedented election week. Uh, And so let's take your calls about it. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Ebony, of course, we did not just have Mm -hmm. uh, the presidential race, but we also had a race for governor. Eric Holcomb returning for a second run as Indiana's governor. And then, of course, uh, a hotly contested a school board race in a number of school districts, but most notably in IPS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in IPS. Uh, there is a story. We had Eric Weddle on the show a couple of weeks ago, if you guys remember, um, who was a reporter over at WFYI. And there is a piece out now that talks about the fact that the reform candidates swept that race. So those people, um, if you're not familiar, that was um, District 1, Will Pritchard took that. In District 2, the incumbent, Vanita Moore, took that. In District 4, Diane Arnold beat um, her challenger, Christina Smith, by a very small percentage point. And the tightest race there was the at-large challenger, Kenneth Allen, who won by um, two percent, two percentage points over the incumbent, Miss Elizabeth Gore, um, in a four-way race there for the at-large seat. So that was one of those that drew in tons of money, but also got lots of community input as well. So very interested to hear what people have to say about that one. Uh, the phone lines are already starting to ring, but we're also taking comments online. We are. So you can send us a tweet at Open Line Show um, in case you have issues getting on the air or you just want to connect with us via social and we will read your comments on the air. Um, something else, Cameron, that I think is really important for us to note is the fact that this is the most uh, well-attended election in the country's history Um 
Joe Biden got more votes than any presidential candidate has ever received. Donald Trump, of course, came in second. So millions and millions of people, you know, went out to let their voice be heard. And if you were watching, like many of us stuck to the TV all week, you saw how tight some of these races got. So I I really was impressed by the fact that this was a moment for everyone to see up close live and in person that each and every vote truly does count. We talked a lot about voter uh, registration and, of course, Mm -hmm. voter suppression. As you just mentioned, uh, a record-breaking election. And at my last check, when I looked at the Marion County voter turnout, we were at 58% when I looked on Friday. So uh, we know that number is only growing because I believe they're still counting ballots uh, Mm -hmm. like they are in other states. It's just nobody cared about Indiana because they called the race at 7.06. I think we were the first to be called. We were the first to be called. We're also the first to have their polls closed. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Extremely early, which, you know, that's that's another story for another day for sure when it comes to that, because that's one of the things that people have, have taken issue with is um, the difficulty that comes with trying to vote here in the state of Indiana. And while we've just told you pretty much the way it is as far as how the elections are, uh, the person who does not accept that is your current president, uh, Donald Trump, who is not yet conceding, who will be uh, saying they will be in the courts first thing on Monday morning with a number of lawsuits because, according to the president, he has won uh, this election. As he says, he got the most votes on Election Day, which is something we and other folks told you was going to happen, Mm -hmm. that the in-person vote on Election Day was going to favor Donald Trump. And as those mail-in ballots started to get counted, things would change, and things did. It took a long time, but Mm -hmm. they did. They did. And they will continue. We will continue to see updates. There are states that still have not been called. um, So we will see that. And there are states where the law dictates that if the percentage was so tight between the two candidates, then they automatically have to do a recount. So we will see some of that happen. I know Wisconsin was one of those places that the president said that he was going to sue um, to ask for a recount. That recount is going to happen. And this is just something that we're going to continue to see more news around in the days and weeks to come, um, in the months to come, perhaps. Um, But, you know, it has been called Joe Biden is going to be the 46th president of the United States of America. And depending on which station you are watching, which network you follow, uh, Joe Biden has 279 electoral votes this morning to Donald Trump's 214. If you are a Fox News watcher, you may have noticed that on election night, uh, that network declared, uh, projected that uh, that, uh, Joe Biden would win Arizona. And therefore, by their count, as of this morning, uh, Donald Trump has uh, four more uh, electoral votes. Uh, so they say they believe he's in the 280s. Nevertheless, it doesn't matter. After Don, after uh, Joe Biden hit that 270 mark by winning Pennsylvania yesterday uh, morning. So this is literally um, the first morning that we know who our next president is going to be. And mm-hmm. Election Day was almost a week ago this is basically Wednesday morning. Yeah, and you know what? It feels good for those of us that have been glued to our phones and our TVs. I'm one, and I am not a big TV watcher, so that was kind of strange for me. Um, I do a lot of reading of my news and listening to my news, but it's been it's been exciting, and it's been something you know that really really draws you in to watch how this is changing. Um, also, I think about about the fact that there is there was so much writing on this election for people. Um, There was so much writing on this. People that are worried about, you know, their health care, people that are concerned about the coronavirus, which has reached record numbers Um, yet again here in Indiana and around the country. um, You couldn't tell that if you were watching um, the Notre Dame game last night. You couldn't tell (laughs) that we were living in a coronavirus world, but it is still very real and it's still very here, very much here. And there are still people being very much affected by it. So there was a lot riding on this. And when you look at leaders around the world coming out and, you know, expressing their excitement um, around this as well, it just lets you know that this is one of those times that a lot of people were just anxiously waiting 
to see how this was going to turn out. Yeah, and if you were watching that Notre Dame game before you turned in to see uh, Dave Chappelle last night, you saw Notre Dame storm the field, mm-hmm. and that was uh, thousands of people on that field. So, uh, unfortunately, if we see a spike in COVID cases from St. Joseph County in the next two <laughs> weeks, it's no mystery why. Let's no. go to the phones, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air, and the phone lines are blowing up. Let's go to line one right now. Caller, good morning. You are live on the air. Well, how are you guys doing this morning? Good morning, sir. How are you? Turn your radio down for me, Paul. Okay. All righty. How are you guys doing today? Just fine, my friend. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, I got some things, the comments I want to say real quick. Hit it. Uh, this this president uh, that's uh, coming in, uh, Joe Biden, within the first three years of his candidacy, this candidacy that uh, um, the vice president, that vice president that will be vice president will become president within those first three years. She's going to be the first, she's going to be the first female president. Uh, secondly, uh, taxes are going up, guys. So y'all might well get, get, get ready for that. Y'all might well get ready for the taxes to go up. And I just want to say something about the coronavirus. Has anybody noticed that uh, there has been no mention of the coronavirus in China? And that the uh, coronavirus is in Europe and the United States and it's so large that it's just crazy. And China uh, is almost mask free. But you haven't seen anything on the news about China or any of those countries that they claim this or that came from. So I just want to say that my this is not a prediction. Miss uh, Harris will become president before this is over with. And uh, you guys need to get prepared for that. Uh, thank you for allowing me to speak. You guys have a great day. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Paul. Paul. I don't know uh, who told you your taxes were going up unless you, my brother, make uh, $400,000 a year or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, your taxes will not be changing uh, under the Joe Biden administration, at least will not be going up anyway. Uh, more phone calls. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Let's go to the caller online, too. Good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Are you there? I am there. Who's this? You're live on the air. Okay, sir. My name is Freeman. All right. And uh, and uh, then he calmed down, so I won't panic. But I just want to <laughs> say a few things. I want to put the word repet- uh, okay. repet- uh-huh. presentation, the word that I want to use. Uh, I'm glad that we got Biden and our new uh, vice president, but my goal is for presentation. One thing is, we've always have heard every day you turn on that TV, you hear the word black, black, all black, black, black. So the question I'm asking is, now if we're going to represent Biden and our uh, Harris, our vice president, when we go to get on the TV, you know, and represent him all the way around the country with our culture. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I know everybody's going to be mad at me. But if we can get our culture to kind of work on that hair, you know, Lord forgive me. Lord, when, when he get ready to put, when they get ready to get up on that TV and everything, you know, you know, I, I, I do believe King would be mad at us if he would look at, you know, our, our people got a new thing with their hair called natural, you know, and that natural oh. just don't look presentation. To us. So that's, I just hope that we can work on our presentation when it comes, when they say Black Lives Matter, they're going to be saying more black than we ever heard before. So when they put us up on there, please, you guys, go back to the military-style haircut. It'll make us look more bad. Right. Our old pastor used, to, our pastor used to say, at least look like you're going somewhere. All right. All right. I got to respectfully I, I disagree. I was about to say, rest <laughs> in peace to you, my friend, because Ebony wears her hair natural and she's probably about to light you up. So, you know what? I'm just going to be, because I, I was raised to respect my elders, so I'm going to be very careful about what I do say. But what I want to say is that, you know, it is true that for a long time, black people had to um, be, you know, they had to do a lot of self-mutilation to make themselves access, uh, acceptable, you know, to make themselves look like an acceptable black person to the rest of society. Thank God we are in a new age and people are allowed to do that. 
Um, I think that we need to be more concerned about what's inside people's head as opposed to what's on top of it. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Oh, that was very nice of you. You know, I'm just trying to keep it going. We got more important things to talk about this morning. You so. let him down easy. You, yeah. You're just getting up. If he would have hit you with that probably about 3.15 <laughs> this afternoon, I think it would have been a different response. We'll see. We'll see. I'm in a good mood. All right. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Let's go to the caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Good morning to my good people. Good What's morning. up, here in, uh, Since I am uh, close to 60, I will say someone just sounded like they were suffering from post-traumatic slave syndrome, <laughs> maybe Stockholm syndrome there. Uh, you know, we, uh, you got folks that live, <laughs> I'm going to say this, some of your biggest gangsters and your biggest thugs wear suits and look real polished, sir. And they're horrible people. Okay, so let's, let's Ebony and, and, and Cameron, and I, I, I'm not going to even ask what your ages are, but first of all, I'll go with uh, we needed a change no matter what. Uh, nothing is perfect, but we're definitely not going to have what we have. Uh, Biden has already said he's ready to do a whole bunch of executive orders to repeal all those terrible things that Trump did through his executive actions. But what I want you guys, oh, and I, no, I'll throw this in there before I give you this question. Um, Pastor James Jackson he lamented about law enforcement and the need for law enforcement to uh, come down on those that walk outside of society norms. Where was law enforcement in Arizona when you had armed people storming uh, vote centers? Where was law enforcement when you had white folks storming, armed white folks storming voting centers in Michigan, in Georgia? Uh, in Pennsylvania, they did arrest some armed protesters in, in Philadelphia that were trying to take in ballots. But why is it? Why is law enforcement or the Justice Department always lax when it comes to white folks to step out of society norms? This is what he can't understand from his short sightedness when I got into a debate with him. That the the, the uh, role and the dispensation of law is unfair towards black people and there is no relationship to a person that does that and that's something that definitely is going to have to be addressed with this next uh, Justice Department who put in charge of that. I, I don't know if Stacey Abrams is an attorney but I'd sure like to see her be the Attorney General. We'd probably see a lot of difference. And lastly, can you please and you all please speak to the non-vote no-vote, hell-vote I ain't voting crowd about how many layers of government, we just talked about the, the Justice Department the Attorney General. Betsy DeVos leaves. That means that the attack on the student loan forgiveness program that she keeps getting knocked down on by the judges, we won't see that attack anymore. The, 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 the Secretary of, of, of Housing and Urban Development, Ben Carson, leaves. That means the attack on all those uh, uh, housing and, and, and uh, apartment initiatives that President Obama didn't put in there, we won't have to worry about it anymore. That means the Secretary of Energy, the Secretary of Labor, the Secretary of Agriculture, the Secretary, we don't even have an OSHA director. All those things get replaced, people. It's a lot of layers there in government that now can be replaced, and we can go and, and, and make sure that we get some accountability like we did have when we had President Obama in there, when we got all those things done in those departments. If you guys could just maybe just spend two minutes speaking to that non-voting black person who feels that it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. because I've got my student loans forgiven through that program, and it did matter. It does matter who's in those offices. If you can mm -hmm. speak to those people for a minute to let them understand, it's not just about Joe Biden or Donald Trump. It's a whole layer of governmental services. The VA, I'm a veteran. Look what they did to the veterans. Look how they took money from the veterans to try to build a wall. Horrible. So if you guys can just talk to them for one minute, because they still are not getting it online. You know that, Ebony. Mm -hmm. you, see them, you see the battling going on. They're yeah. still not getting it. And you know and, what, uh, thank, you, I thank you. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think you bring up some really um, important points as far as the layers of government. It's one of those things where... People have to uh, they have to see how it's made real for them in their everyday life. Um, you know, black people, a lot of us are really just out here trying to survive. So sometimes if it's not something that directly impacts your everyday way to live, how you operate, how you work, how you move, it's easy to be like, I ain't got time to focus on that. I think that this time 
presents an opportunity for us to reexamine our relationship to politics as opposed to it being, you know, something that's abstract and apart from us that's happening to us. I hope that more of us understand how we can be a part of the process, how we can be involved in the process, one, through voting, which is, you know, the very basic step to get in. And then two, by holding these people accountable. Um, There's been a lot of talk around voter education, which I think is extremely important. So hopefully this time has enlightened a lot of people and and helped them to feel empowered to go and find out how all of this really works and how it impacts their life. I, you know, I may not agree with people that don't vote, but I do understand where some of that thought process comes from. If you feel like you've been disenfranchised by every, you know, system in this country, why would you think that your vote was any different? So that's, again, back to the point of how close a lot of these races came and some of them being decided in very heavily black areas is what changed it. So I think that this is one of those times that will help people understand just how serious it is and how important their voice is in the process. And I will uh, just say uh, first that I think there were uh, tens of thousands, actually millions of people. We see that from the numbers. I'm looking at Joe Biden with 74 uh, million votes and Donald Trump with 70 million votes. As we just told you earlier, we saw more people vote this year than they did in 2016. Mm-hmm. We also, I know personally, people who voted for a Jill Stein in 2016 or people who sat out who realized this time, I cannot do that for all the reasons that we stated because we know what happens when you if uh, just throw away your vote, if you will. But I will just push back on one thing that you said, Ebony, and it's not that uh, people don't, um, these things don't affect people. You know, I think you said they say, oh, you know, that doesn't affect me, you know, because I'm trying to get X, Y, and Z done. But the the trick is, it does affect you. No, it absolutely does. It's a perception thing. Yeah. Yeah, They just don't realize it affects you when you're trying to figure out how you're going to get to work because your car is broken down. You got all these kind of things figured out, you know, gee, in a decent sized city, one of this size, you would just be able to rely on public transportation, Mm -hmm. but you don't have that service. So that's just one example that comes to mind of if your elected leaders were giving you what you needed, your life would be easier if you realized what you were missing out on. And if you realize the things that you missed out on are making your life more difficult, you just have to know, you just have to have that perception. And that's why we're here to continue to let people know so that they can understand what that difference is when you vote and when you don't vote. I think we just saw what happens on one set of things for the past four years, and you're about to see another with the next four. The one thing that I would say, as far as we think about the next four, um, I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, being reasonably excited. And I totally understand that. But I want to caution us as a community, particularly black people, to not, you know, give Joe and Kamala the Messiah treatment and think that in four years they're about to magically come in and fix every single thing that's wrong with this country. But before we go to the calls, (laughs) what's the most the most you have the exact point. But you're leaving out the why. The why is because it takes time to address those things. This isn't something that's going to be fixed overnight. Time and something else. Patience. Nope. No. Okay. Well, you fill in the blank then. Congress to to cooperate. Barack Obama back in 2008, they had all three branches of government, the House, the Senate and the White House for those two years. That's why they got so much done in those two years. But. When the uh, when they lost the house, there was nothing else they could do because Paul Ryan and friends were not going to let anything go through that they wanted. It was at that point. Then you started hearing Mitch McConnell and all them. We're going to make him a one term president. So the 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 way for you to have gotten everything that Joe Biden says he was going to get without doing executive orders would be for the White House, the House of Representatives and the Senate to work together. As we know right now, they're going to have the White House for the Democrats. They're going to be able to hold on to the Senate. Just maybe we'll see what happens happens in Georgia Uh right now uh, uh, they're going to hold on to the house that is but uh, the Senate is what's up for debate because uh, depending on what happens in Georgia for this runoff in January Mitch McConnell will still be in charge and he can block any and everything that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to do so when you ask when 2024 comes around why didn't this get done and you said this one could get done don't ask Joe and Kamala ask Mitch McConnell Let's go to the phone lines, 
317-239-13. Nope, I'm on the wrong station. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Forgot what room I was in. Uh, Ebony, I just got a message from uh, a loyal listener named Didi who says good morning. And she applauds you for the way you handled the comment about uh, your natural hair or women wearing their natural hair. Well, he was talking about black people in general. So I was just speaking about black people wearing their natural hair. But Didi, I definitely appreciate your comment. Thank and, you for listening. And I know DD, and she rocks that natural hair very well. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Uh, Larry Vaughn, please. Good morning, Larry. Uh, you know, I I wore natural hair, but I'm going bald, so I don't have to worry about that much longer. <laughs> the thing about it is, I'm glad to see Joe Biden win, and I hope that uh, Donald Trump will go ahead and step down because I think the Lord has a different uh, role for him to play as an antagonist for these next four years. Now, he can get out there, he can make all kind of money having a network and showing that uh, uh, Joe Biden, of course, needs to get in there immediately and get Kamala Harris because they said they had the cure for COVID, for COVID right? Now, we agree he said he could take care of that, right? Who said that they could take care of it? Uh, Joe Biden said he could take care of COVID right away. I don't think he said he had a cure for it. What they said is that they have a plan. They have a plan that they're going to reveal on Monday. Every death that comes up now is on Joe Biden's uh, ballpark because he said oh, he that's ridiculous, he Larry. To come and care. But anyway, that's I'm ridiculous. glad that he won, and uh, I hope he gets that five hundred billion dollars to the black community to help our businesses and so forth. So I'll take advantage of that. But I think the excuse will be uh, uh, that uh, he cannot legislate for a certain group of people. He can have all this legislation that benefits all Americans, it's just like Obama said. So. I just want to point out, although that your phone seems to be like you're going underwater or something that Larry said he was happy to hear mm-hmm. that Joe Biden won might be a shocker to some of our loyal listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, he made a good point about um, Joe Biden not legislating only for well, what he said is that he's not going to legislate for a specific group of people, but be a president to all people, which I think is really, really important. And you know, a breath of fresh air for us to hear, which is a shame because that should be the norm. Um, but it has not been for the past four years. So it's a good time good time to hear that right now. Uh, we're yeah. gonna we are going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, but continue to have this conversation about election 2020. How did you vote? What did you think? How are you feeling this morning as you are waking up to the first full day with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? As your president and vice president-elect, call us 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air. We'll continue to have this conversation. Keep calling us, keep tweeting us, and we're going to take a quick commercial break, which guess what? We'll not have any election campaign commercials in it. More of The Open Line Show coming up after this. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. And to the woman most responsible for my presence here today, Shamala Gopalan Harris, who is always in our hearts. Uh, when she came here from India at the age of 19, she maybe um, didn't quite imagine this moment, but she believed so deeply in an America where a moment like this is possible. And so I am thinking about her and about the generations of women, black women, Asian, white, Latina, Native American women who throughout our nation's history have paved the way for this moment tonight. 
And that is Kamala Harris, your next vice president of the United States, vice president-elect Kamala Harris speaking, making her acceptance speech last night. Ebony, a moment in history. Absolutely a moment in history. Um, We have the first woman that is in that office, first black woman in that office, and first Asian American in that office as well, which is really, really incredible. Something else that I learned is that she is not the first person of color, however, to have that seat. Herbert Hoover's Vice President Charles Curtis was a member of the Call Nation, so he was American Indian, um, which is something that I learned during this whole process, um, but a historic moment indeed. And, you know, I got a fangirl a little bit. Uh, I watched the speech last night, fell asleep, didn't get to watch SNL, but I did at least watch the speech last night and seeing her come out in the white with the Mary J. Blige in the background, I was like, okay, they have put a smile on a lot of faces tonight because this has been a hell of a year and that was a good moment for us to have. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air this morning. We're talking about election 2020 as we wake up for the first full day with your new uh, vice president and president-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh, your current president, uh, Donald Trump, is not yet conceding and, in fact, says he'll be in court tomorrow with some uh, lawsuits because, according to him, he has won this election because he mm-hmm. says he had the most votes on election night and, therefore, he is the winner and won big. Uh, That said, uh, folks are still moving on because the votes are in and the votes clearly show uh, both in the popular vote and the Electoral College that uh, Biden and Harris uh, will be taking over the presidency on January 20th. 317-239-9696. Let's go back to the phone lines. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the open line show. Uh, Good morning. I just want to say congratulations to O'Biden. I worked the polls for Indianapolis, and I'm glad that he's in there, and hopefully he will do something for uh, us black people. And um, I'm standing with him all the way. All right. Thank you you so much. Next caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Good morning. Is that me? Yes, it is. Good morning. Good morning, you two young people. First of all, let me thank you two for the job you did bringing this information to level and sure that several other generations understood the urgency and the, the importance. You all stayed on the gas. You never let it up. I am... Um, of a generation in front of you all, several, but I listened to you because you took the reins and knew how important it was for your generation and the generation behind you to get busy. And you all never took your foot off the gas until we got to Tuesday. So thank you for doing what you two did. Secondly, Larry should come with a disclaimer like they're now doing on Facebook or Twitter. Oh, Um, wow. So um, for him to start disinformation like that in such mm-hmm. an awful manner about a cure, no one said anything about a cure, yeah. and he knows it. But he's no different than uh, 45 because he just says it and doesn't care. He knows it isn't true. So um, Larry should consider himself blessed that he can still talk on your air because he can't talk on your sister station now on a mm-hmm. particular show, and you know that, yes, and it's for yeah. a good reason. Uh, equally, I need you all to keep driving at home when they can't get things done. Do not blame the president or the vice president. Keep laser focus on the Senate. Mm -hmm. We got the Congress. If we don't get the Senate by at least one or if we tie, we're still in good shape if we tie because VP Harris will walk Mm herself right on up there and shut it down. Mm -hmm. So we can deal with a tie, but make sure everyone understands we have got to do go back to all politics are local, and that Senate comes from local. And my mm-hmm. Senator, Braun, I have sent him repeated emails to let him know he has not shown his face in our community since he uh, took the seat from Donnelly, that I don't respect that, and that he cares so little of representing those that don't look like him that I will continue to send him emails and continue to speak it out loud that he hasn't been to our community not once 
sent any information, done a Zoom meeting, but I get an email all of a sudden yesterday that, oh, we're going to do a meeting in Southport. Well, I'm going to need you to bring that a little bit more north, Brother Man, mm-hmm. so that you can see the other side of your community that you represent. And I Kyler, thank you what's all your young name? people. I'm sorry, it's Donna. Donna, thank you so much for your call, Donna, and your uh, warm thoughts towards us. We really appreciate that. And I love to hear that you reach out to your senator. I think that that's something that more people should do is yeah. reach out to their lawmakers and let them know because we elected them, even if we, we chose somebody else. Ultimately, the people elected them and gave them their job and are the reason why they're there. And they should be paying attention to their entire constituency and making sure that your voices are heard and your needs addressed. So kudos to you for doing that. And Donna, uh, I'll just echo local. Donna, I'll just echo Ebony and say thank you so much for being a loyal listener for us every weekend. And uh, we just greatly appreciate you being here and trusting us. We appreciate you you all. We can't do it without you. It takes all the pieces of the puzzle to make that picture beautiful. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. All right. More callers uh, here this morning. 317-239-9696. And Ebony, if the phone lines are busy, folks can tweet us. Yes, they can. You can shoot us a tweet at open line show so that we can go ahead and hear uh, see your comments and read them live on the air uh in the meantime let's go to this caller on line three caller good morning you're live on the air who's this hey what's going on hey who's this it's mayhem what's up Not hey much man what, uh, what are you thinking the analogy is spot on uh there is no need to correct it um biden and um Kalama is going to do a great job. Uh, all politics are local. Uh, when are you going to have Kendall next time? Kendall Adams on your show? Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute since we've had Kendall and the Chief on, hasn't it? Yes, uh, because we have a problem. Uh, We're listening. We have a problem. Mapleton Fall. We're probably all over the city. Mapleton Fall Creek, uh, uh, um, Crown Hill Cemetery. Uh, you know, it's a prestige neighborhood. We have a problem with break-ins. People set stuff on fire, and um, there's no patrol. Uh, as soon as it gets dark, there's no patrol uh, of the inner city, if y'all haven't noticed. Uh, you got women calling in, telling telling y'all that uh, they don't want, they can't, they're scared to go outside uh, when it's dark. The crime is uh, high here. Mm-hmm. I know I know we're happy because we uh, politics here, mm-hmm. but um, uh, no one, I say no one, is talking about what's really going on in this city. We got average leadership. We call and tell them uh, what's going on, and they acting like they don't, you know, they want to preach to us, but they're not doing a job dealing with this city. I mean, the crime, what, is 200 killed last month? It was somebody killed every night, and uh, we, we're ignoring it. Um, uh, when we do call the police about break-ins, um, there's nothing they can do. You got junkies breaking in people's houses when they go to work. And uh, we need to do something about that. And uh, it seemed like when we try to get these people on the air, uh, number the phone call, we can't get them on there. But we used to. We used to get busy and get information. We're not doing it now. I don't know why. But um, uh, in my neighborhood, we think about if the police can't patrol, we're going to start our own militia to patrol our own neighborhood. So I don't know. Get them on there. Or try to get them on there. If they don't, we're going to have to take uh, justice to our own in our own on hands because people now uh we want to deal and say it's all right for you know uh wasn't that the other day that shootout was that here with the little the, the girls were shooting uh into them apartments i don't know exactly where is it was that here there was a shooting there were several shootings and there was a one that a lot of shell casings were found out i don't know if that's the one that you're thinking of but there was yeah. there was and then uh, and then didn't they have a shootout with the police I don't know if there was a shootout with police. Yeah, okay. I hadn't heard anything about that. Yeah, it's on it's on video. Can um, you uh, so, send me an email, Mayhem, so we can talk some more? Yeah, I, I'll do that. All right, C R I D L E at Radio One dot com. And I need to talk to you about your friend uh, being killed downtown because I know that's on tape. We need to find out who killed him. We still haven't found out who killed him down there. Are you talking about Chris Beatty? Yes, right. All right, send me an email, C-R-I-D-L-E at radio-O-N-E dot com. Thanks. All right, we'll talk. Uh, Next caller, 317-239-9696-317-239-9696. Caller on line one, who's this? Hi, this is Kim. Hey, what's on your mind? You're live on the air. Hi, this is Kim. Hi, Kim. You're live on the air. Hi, I just want to talk about um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Hit it. 
being elected the next vice president and vice president, it is a breath of fresh air. Um, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, yesterday was just so calm, relaxing. It just so happened to be a good day. It just it was that one day in the country that we found out that president and vice president, everything just seemed so right yesterday. So I think that's the um, next step is just, you know, a breath of fresh air. And we don't need to be unfair to Joe and Kamala and expect for everything to turn around immediately because that's ridiculous. A lot of people are doing that, and I think that's totally unfair. It's going to take at least four more years to get back on track. Um, but we did the right thing by voting and getting that negative energy out of the White House. Um, I definitely want to shout out all the HBCUs because a lot of young HBCU alum and current HBCU students came out. Um, more specifically for Kamala as well, um, they voted in numbers, especially in Atlanta. Um, a lot uh-huh. of people always, you know, they want to say African-Americans don't want to vote, yada, yada. But um, the numbers show that those cities that were majority African-American, Philly, Atlanta, Detroit, those mm-hmm. cities came out and we voted. And yeah, we yeah. made a difference. So and, I think a lot of people know that. And now they know that we made a difference. They'll continue to vote in their local elections and so on and so forth. And um, every vote counts. Want- you, you just mentioned Georgia. Just to show that every vote counts right now, uh, Joe Biden is leading by 10,000 votes. 10,000. Super close. They're going to have to recount, but that just goes to show you every single vote makes a difference. Yes, sir, it does. It does. And we know that Atlanta is that city that helped push it forward. Atlanta is definitely that city. So um, we want to shout out all those people. We definitely have a lot of work to do here in Indiana, but... Um, we'll get there. Um, just more people have to start believing and getting together and voting and, you know, being a little more knowledgeable about knowledgeable about the voting process um, because you guys talked about that. I think that what held a lot of people back who did not vote, you know, just knowledge, not the lack of knowledge, and for us to continue to grow and, you know, support those who do not know about voting in the process um, to do so. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for your call, Kim. Thank you. Uh, next caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the open line show. Who's this? Timothy Ware. Hey, Timothy, you're on, the, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to be short with mine because I'm at work. First of all, I want to thank, thank you guys for the job that you do. I listen to you guys every Sunday. And one thing I want to say is Indianapolis, where Indiana was one of the first states to turn red, I think, before the clock even started. But I, what I need you guys to do is very important is to show some of the districts or the precincts that Biden took here. I think he took Indianapolis and, and probably a couple of others to show that black people are voting here. And it is very important that you guys also reiterate, even after this, when, when, when times come up for the small courts and the, the, the prosecutors and stuff, that people have to continue, especially black people, to get out and place their votes so that we can get some of our people in there who will uh, seek to do some of the bidding that we need uh, as far as black people. And I'm just uh, happy right now that things have changed here in this, uh, in this country. All right. Thank you so much for the call. And I do have the map pulled up. So let me just go ahead and, and, and give you the info that you're talking about. When you look at Indiana, it is red. But when you click on Indiana and those 92 counties pop up, you'll see five of them that are blue. You can probably guess two of them. Marion County, which is Indianapolis. Lake County, which is home to Gary, East Chicago and Hammond. South Bend, St. Joseph County. There's a university there and a ton of black folks. Uh, the other two counties. College counties, uh, Tippecanoe County, that's Lafayette. That's where Purdue is. And Bloomington, Monroe County, that's where IU is. So when you get that black vote, when you get that young vote to come out, uh, that is how you get Indiana to turn blue. And if you're wondering, well, what did we come short on from 2008 when Barack Obama got it? You had Delaware County, uh, which is Muncie and Ball State was also blue. Fort Wayne, our second largest city, was also blue. Vigo County, which is where Terre Haute is, that's ISU, turned blue. And uh, Evansville, down there with uh, uh, Indiana Southern University. also Vanderburg County. Vanderburg County yeah. also turned blue. So you got about a half of it, but when you get that black vote and you get that college, that young votes come out, that's when you start to see a difference.
317-239-9696, and also, by the way, uh, Donald Trump won Indiana 57% to Joe Biden's uh, 40%. Uh, that's uh, 1.7 million votes for Trump, 1.2 million for Joe Biden. So still a big gap there. Uh, caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hello. Hello. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hey, my name is Ryan. Ryan, what's up, I'm man? One of, I'm one of the locals here in the city. You had a caller on the line a few moments ago talking about taking matters in their own hands concerning the law. It's what's happening. So, listen, if we're going to win, we're going to have to do it God's way or no way at all. And you can't retaliate the same way that you're being retaliated on. Things will change when you change the method or the route of things that you do concerning other people. You have to beat them at their own game. The Bible teaches us that it says that, you know, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. That's spiritual wickedness in high places. You can't beat that if you don't have spiritual arms to fight with. We got to stop doing this, uh, taking matters in our own hands. We got enough of us young black people dying every day at the hands of another black person. Come on. Let's change this. Start there. Reach out. Get those young people. Steer them in another direction. Take that energy that you have and turn it around. Let's not just keep doing that. I'm certain that this has nothing to do with the election. This has been going on prior to the election, but prior to the previous. Come on. We got to stop this. Stop overlooking what's happening in our face. And then blame it on somebody else. We got to stop that. Thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. Uh, and that's a conversation that we know is going to continue. Let's jump for one more call here. Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? My name is Michael. Michael. Michael, what's on your mind? Um, I appreciate it. I want, I want to salute the black community across the nation. Uh, I call it, it's a, the mission was accomplished to dump Trump. And the reason to dump Trump, you know, your actions speaks louder than words. From, from the time he was elected president, he wasn't concerned about certain people. I don't know why it's a shock to him that he lost, but he cannot look at himself. You know, we ought to be able to look at ourselves to see when we're right and when we're wrong. This man was wrong. He was wrong for the nation. And Joe Biden, I thank him and this young lady, uh, Harris, they would do a wonderful job. Give them time. You don't want to do four years of H-E-L-L through a person that wanted to turn this nation into a dictatorship. Say it like it is. He was a dictator, and it was time for him to go. He should have never been elected president to begin with. That's my comment. You have a wonderful day. There's one more thing I would like to say. Fifteen seconds. Go ahead. Um, veterans. I'm a black veteran of the Air Force. I want the Department of Veterans Affairs to be uh, investigated. There's a lot of veterans, black veterans and Hispanic veterans, that are not getting their full benefits. I want veterans to get their full benefits, and I'm going to write a letter to Congress that to investigate the Department of Veterans Affairs because black veterans have done too much for this country. That's my comment. You have a wonderful day, sir. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Michael, for your comment. And that's yeah. another continuing conversation. Uh, Ebony, Absolutely. let's jump for this caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello? Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Who's this? This is Miss Dorsey. I'm calling to make a comment about the community. I would like to make a comment about the trash and the litter that's in our city right now. I would like for DPW and the Keep City, Keep Indianapolis Beautiful to come together and get something, get more volunteers out, or if they can come together and get with the organizations and the businesses to put 
trash cans out in front of their businesses so people can just throw away trash and litter. It's so disconcerting to me when I drive into my own neighborhood and I just see filth and any trash per, and Any litter. particular uh, side of town you're talking about? I'm talking about the west side and the inner city. All right, can you do Coming that? from downtown, going to west, like in Speedway. Can you do me a favor? I'd really like you to email me and let what me know let me know where we need to go. Uh it is C R I D L E at radio dash O N E dot com. Okay, I got it. All right, please and email. Thank you guys. You do, you guys are doing a great job. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank we appreciate you, for you calling listening. In. Ebony? Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. And you guys, that's actually my stepmother, Tracy. She she listens to the show every Sunday, and she texts me comments sometimes. And today I was like, you just need to call in. I tell her to call in all the time with her comments because she always has good comments about things that are going on. So really appreciate you for listening and supporting the show and couldn't agree with you more um, when it comes to that litter issue. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody that has listened and supported the show Um you know, everything that you all have done, um, especially um, for me just personally, I really appreciate that. Um, I would like to announce to you all that this is my last Sunday as co-host of the Open Line show. Um, I've been floating through these halls and Radio One for some time now and very, very grateful for all of the opportunities that have been provided to me to live out what I believe to be um, my calling, which is to serve the community um, and to help educate my community as well. So I'm very, very grateful um, for the experience that I've had so far. Um, and I look forward to continuing on um, in whatever this journey would lead me to in the future. So I just want to say thank you to you all. Thank you to everyone here at Radio One for supporting me. Um, it is not goodbye. It is just farewell in this regard. Uh, if you would like to keep up with me, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Ebony the Writer. You can also send me an email, EbonyChappelle at gmail.com to keep up with me and whatever comes next. Just want to say thank you all so much. And thank you, Cam. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your time here. Uh, Ebony, first, uh, thank you for going on this journey with me and with us here at Radio One. When we started uh, doing this show back in February, we didn't know that a pandemic was about to rock the world and we will become uh, such an integral part of getting people the information that they need. Uh, but our relationship actually goes back further than that. When I was here at Radio One in my first stint back in 2016, uh, is when I first met you. You were working at the recorder, and I just thought you were one of the most uh, brilliant minds, one of the smartest people that I had ever met. And I started asking you to come and be on the show when it was called Indie Speaks on Hot 96.3 uh, in, a, in a number of capacities as, as a panelist, as just a resource, because I just thought and still do think uh, that you are one of the most well-resourced, one of the most uh, well-connected, and literally literally just one of the smartest women and people in general that I have ever met. And so whatever it is that you go on to do, I have no doubt that you are going to succeed because here with me, uh, even when I left and then you took over the show and it became your show because that's how good you were. You earned it, that it was your own thing and no one ever doubted that you could handle it. Uh, you rocked it then. And when we came back, and I came back to town and we joined forces. You continue to rock it. Uh, as you've heard throughout this show every day, it has become so important uh, for people to tune into the show every Sunday to hear what's going on, to hear what they need to know, to hear what is nonsense and occasionally get a laugh uh, at, at me or, or Larry or whoever may call. Uh, but it has been an absolute pleasure uh, to uh, be your partner uh, on the air in uh, this time of urgency that people are literally depending on what comes out of their speakers uh, every Sunday morning. So, Ebony, thank you so much, and congratulations on your next endeavor. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate it. So with all of that being said, you all be sure to tune in to the show next Sunday, same time, same station. Um, it's been a pleasure. Have a great Sunday, y'all, and a positive week. 
Peace. I'll be back here live next Sunday at 8. Just me. I'll be lonely because Ebony won't be here. <laughs> You'll be all right. But I, I will be all right because I know that you will keep calling us on our live line mm-hmm. and we'll keep having this discussion because there was so much to talk about. I'm Cameron Riddle for Ebony Chappelle and our entire team here at Radio 1. Have a great Sunday. See you live next Sunday at 8. <laughs>